0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. We have finally, yes, entered the 2022 season. Round one is done and dusted. And it was a a solid season opener, to say the least. And welcome, of course, to the WTF1 founder, Tom Bellingham. And hello. the WTF, wow, a little hello. God, oh, you feeling very chirpy considering zero <laughs> points. And Katie Fairman, the WTF1 author. Uh, ho- ho- I hope you've started uh, writing your next WTF1 annual and done the first race already covered in red. You're also wearing red. Uh, I appreciate the uh, the dedication to the to the Ferrari hype train. Uh, first of all, before we get into your thoughts, just want to say this podcast is sponsored by Elgato. Thank you to them for sponsoring this entire season-long podcast we've got microphones we've got arms arms <laughs> we've got arms we've got microphone we <laughs> arms we've got webcams we've got the lot from them and uh, they're making us feel very professional so thank you Elgato for the sponsorship and uh, yes shall we uh well let's get your first your first thoughts guys how are we feeling good very good actually you'd be surprised
1: yeah very no, don't, excited
0: don't, don't come into this it's podcast not yeah so you feel good.
2: I know I, I'm but, gonna disappoint you I'm
0: afraid oh for
1: god's sake <laughs> I'm expecting a bit of And you're fine, Katie. It's a
0: neutral, even though you're wearing the red.
1: Yeah, I thought I, it, you know, I thought I'd bring a bit of colour to the podcast. And this jumper is really, if you're watching on YouTube, it's really looking very vibrant. But
0: very vibrant, in fact. <laughs> Welcome to our Team WTF One members who are watching this live. If you want to join Team, Team WTF One, there's a link in the description, and you can just for two pounds a month, you can get loads of exclusive content. So lovely stuff. Let's get into some three-word race reviews, shall we? And you actually are right about bringing colour to the podcast, Katie, because me and me and Tommy really aren't bringing anything apart from Tommy's uh, cape in the background, which I'm surprised is still hanging. (laughs) Uh, Three-word race reviews from some fans: John Black's photos. Thank you, regulations. Becky underscore takes underscore photos. McLaren is broken, and Yash five four three Ferrari Master Blan Plan Blan, whatever you want to call it, It's, it's the meme. Oh yeah. Thank you. Regulations. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I think that's a topic of conversation. McLaren is definitely broken. And oh, Ferrari, Ferrari dream. Let's, let's, let's dive into my three-word review, shall we? Straight away. Oh, uh, here we go. So I've gone with Leclerc era arrives. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Come in. Come in. There's room for everybody apart from Tommy to okay. come into the Ferrari inn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yes, I think that the race itself from a Charles Leclerc perspective, he showed that he hasn't lost it. Uh, there was a lot of doubt around his performances last year. Carlos signs, Oh, is he better than Charles Leclerc? You know, we, we were very, you know, we, we kind of analyzed it at the end of the season and thought, you know what, Charles Leclerc had some pretty bad luck. He also made some mistakes and, and whatnot, but, he had the upper hand over Carlos Sainz the entirety of the weekend. Carlos, not too happy about that. You could tell in his post-race interviews. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, it's it's a Charles Leclerc era. We may well see 23 race wins on the trot this year. Oh, uh, but, but no, uh, overall, for, for you know, if we're looking at Ferrari, not only did they have the qualifying pace, but they had the race pace too to hold off Max Verstappen, which is not something I don't think anyone really expected going into race day.
1: I'll be honest like obviously there was a lot of hype going into the season and yes we're only one race into it but I've just got used to not being allowed to have nice things so I wasn't expecting Ferrari to be as dominant as they were, obviously qualifying pace looked great, Science. You know, he put in a good performance and we will talk about Leclerc, but I'll talk about Science first. Science put in some good performances, but you can see from his body language and what he was saying, he's still not happy with, you know, uh, a P2 finish or P3 in quality. So, yeah, it seems like there's a lot in that Ferrari that is still yet to be shown but yeah fantastic job from charlotte clerk um and i'm very happy to see a ferrari on that top step again because although it was only 2019 since we've last had a ferrari win it genuinely feels like a lifetime ago like a whole generation ago maybe i'm just being dramatic but (laughs) it's been a long time coming hence the red jumper
2: it was 910 days which is pretty mad i think we've had a whole
1: pandemic one of them was
2: hard yeah we've literally
1: had a pandemic since the last ferrari win
2: yeah, and I think it was, I think I read that it was the second longest windless Street fry I've ever had. Um, and boy, did they come back in a very, very strong way. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a Leclerc masterclass, really. He was just properly, he just Keep drove going. the perfect weekend, really, didn't he? Keep going. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, what, what impressed me most, actually, was... Um, you know, his quali was great, but uh, in the race, he did just look extremely composed. And to kind of go what you said at the start, um, I actually felt like I had to be the Leclerc fanboy trying to sort of like calm everyone down of this whole like Charles Leclerc is so overrated and all this kind of stuff after last year. Um, he just proved that, you know, give him a decent car and actually he is the real, real deal. Um, we'll go into his... Wheel to wheel battle with Max Verstappen, but even that, you know, he was calm and composed and played it perfectly. And yeah, he is it, I wouldn't say trounced science, but he science didn't look like being anywhere near him for the whole race. It never looked like science was a threat. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that dynamic continues because when the car is good, I feel like Leclerc would be the stronger driver. And then science is that more, cons- like, science is like Mr. Consistency almost, uh, which I know was Ocon's nickname a while back, but he is that more consistent driver. Um, so let's see when we get to maybe some more crazy races. I mean, we've got Saudi next, so that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, Leclerc was just brilliant. He was. Keep it up, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh, Let's talk about the Verstappen That'll Leclerc be the last fashion. time I'll be saying
0: it. Let's talk about the uh, the Max scharl battle because, um, yeah, that was, uh, it kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. You know, the, I felt like the commentary was a little bit relaxed uh, for a round one season opener. It felt very much like it was a free practice session. And, of course, uh, Verstappen went for the undercut. And all of a sudden, he was on the back of Charles Leclerc with that one lap um, where he was able to attack. And, you know, we'll get onto the tyres as well because that was something that not a lot of us thought was going to be, you know, a problem is this degradation that, Uh, That we saw in the first round of the season. But the actual fight itself, you know, I think Max almost caught Charles a little bit off guard uh, down down towards turn one the first time because Charles did defend uh, to a certain degree. That's why we saw such epic sparks off the back of the Red Bull uh, because of how far he went offline and was almost in the uh, the pit exit. Um, But, you know, after that, he then learned, did Charles, that, okay, Max got the position into turn one, goes a little bit deep. He can then just. Uh, optimize his racing line through the next uh, couple of corners get a good run uh, down towards turn four of course you then get DRS as well Uh, so when he managed to get past there and I'm not going to lie I winced a little bit when Charles just moved over a little bit in the braking zone Uh, and I was like oh god this could go very badly because that's remember who you're doing this to (laughs) (laughs) exactly And and that did make me a little bit concerned but thankfully Brakes late enough and there was no problem. Those next two times, you know, Leclerc even said uh, after the race that he braked early to allow Max to take the bait, if anything, uh, down the inside. And it reminded me a lot of Hamilton-Rosberg battle um, from a few years ago, 2016, I want to say, maybe, or something around then, where Rosberg was on fresher tyres, Hamilton wasn't was on pretty old tyres and it was just after a safety car restart and Rosberg kept taking the bait of going up the inside at turn one. Then Hamilton managed to always get get him back. Uh, It reminded me a lot of that. Um, But uh, yeah, I think, you know, from what you said, Tommy, and echoing that, uh, he was very relaxed, calm and composed in that battle. And it was almost like he was playing the F1 game. That's what people do in the F1 game is bait the other one to get DRS. That's what he did.
2: I'm surprised actually that Max didn't, maybe have one go where he didn't try the lunge into turn one and then tried to get him. Cause it, especially after the first two times, but I mean that battle, and and this is why, sorry to disappoint everyone that probably was expecting me to be, uh, glum. Uh, and obviously I am very disappointed that, uh, you know, Red Bull ended up with zero points and Max was out of the race, but that battle was so good. And it, I wanted, I was quite pessimistic about this new era and that just delivered. I mean, you mentioned about the commentary. I just, I actually just watched the Channel 4 highlights and Alex's commentary is just goosebumps. Like he's like shouting a hell that, you know, we wanted these new regulations and this is what it's doing. They're like Mm -hmm. (laughs) swapping positions and stuff. It was absolutely awesome. So that battle was so good. Um, And yeah, uh, Leclerc really did play it well. Um, I was actually, I guess the one thing I am disappointed at not just the fact that Max retired, but is obviously the fact that if he hadn't retired, we might have seen that battle again in the final laps, especially when Max pitted. Uh, We could have got a battle where Max was coming through the field on better tyres, and would Leclerc pit, would he not? Or even after the safety car, if Max's car hadn't um, just crapped itself uh, in every way. Uh, Yeah, we, we might have got that battle again, and I mean... Uh, yes, we would. I think that would have been insane if we'd had that battle again. Imagine imagine that battle again, but it was like the last five laps of the race. It would be unbelievable. But yeah, it was, it was awesome.
1: It was. Bahrain is, I feel like, quite an underrated track in terms of the amount of overtaking that you can do there. Um, but yeah, that was such a brilliant battle for the lead that... I worry that us F1 fans, we're going to have such big expectations now going into the rest of the season. Like I want that every single race, but um, yeah, it was certainly a good advertisement for the new rules and regulations. Cause like you, Tommy, um, I was slightly cautious of all of these big promises F1 were making um, and whether we'd actually see it, especially straight away. So it was pleasing to see such a wicked battle um, really early on in the season
0: it was indeed uh, next question and probably the most important one of the, of the lot Team wtf I member Lev's F1 how long until Tommy and Matt's relationship breaks down that's uh, already gone Lev's it's already gone it's <laughs> no it's not uh, well, you know like, he's already trying to apply to become part of the Tifosi and I've had to reject his application immediately I, mean, I was that, only bantering I was oh no yeah
2: no,
0: I, mean, I don't really I don't really we'll see yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see how long that cape stays on the wall for.
1: Uh, <laughs> Slowly become a Ferrari flag.
0: <laughs> but no. It, yeah. This this podcast will be full of banter. Of course, you know it'll be back and forth. I'm sure there'll be a lot of times where Max and Red Bull do better than Charles Leclerc, and I will take it terribly. But you know, <laughs> just remember, everybody, especially Max fans out there, that might be getting uh, triggered by me gloating. But this is part of it. You know, we're fans and we're having fun, and it's just, it's just little, just little pokes. There's nothing, nothing too, too out of the. Uh, out of the extraordinary, that's exactly right. we've got. A,
2: we've got a street circuit to come, so remember, shall will be in the wall and that? So it's fine.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, so to answer your question, F1, it has actually broken down now after that comment. Um, <laughs> oh, <I love> it. <laughs> wow. Uh, any thoughts on that, Katie, as well uh, as an outside, like kind of like a referee, really? Here, you're in the middle of us, literally, in this team WTF1 uh, live podcast. Uh, what do you yeah,
1: think? I'm I'm stocking up on the popcorn, and I think it's gonna I'm gonna feel quite a bit like a marriage counselor at certain points throughout the season, so that could be interesting. But yeah, I'm just happy to take a backseat and listen to you guys bicker on. That I think everybody else that watches a podcast <laughs> or listens to it,
0: you might throw in a little Nico Rosberg did this at some point from yeah. your uh, <laughs> your fandom of Nico, but that's about it, really, isn't it? Uh, next question: Maximus Deckard. Ferrari has now the best car and great drivers, but are they truly ready? for the 23 race long title battle.
2: Choo, choo. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I'm trying to remain objective here. I think that, you know, I still fear what Mercedes will be able to do once they figure out how not to be on a bouncy castle for the entirety of a 60 odd lap uh, race. I think that it's, it'd be stupid to write Mercedes off, even if we're a third of the season through and they've just been picking up fourth, fifths, whatever, I still think that Mercedes could easily come back and win the title. You know, this this season, as I've said in many videos uh, over the last few weeks, uh, is you know it is a it is a race to develop your car. It, just because Ferrari are the quickest coming out of the blocks in round one does not necessarily mean they are going to be the fastest halfway through the season, or even be leading the championship at the half half halfway point. You know, Mattia Bonotto said in an interview, I think it was for F1 Live, and 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 he said that. They he was kind of almost saying that he, they're still the underdogs. They're still the ones that they're not the favourites. Um, and, and I truly believe that, you know, I'm very much basking in the glory of, of Ferrari being at the front right now, because I know it's probably not going to last, uh, but it's going to to and fro. That's what I believe in this season. I think that, you know, Mercedes will even get a grip of it in maybe in a few races time where you go, Oh wow. Okay. They're actually quite quick. And, you know, we might see some midfield teams, Haas even getting in the mix we don't know. And I think that's the beauty of it, that just because they've had this race in Bahrain, considering they've also had 24 hours of testing, they've had a lot more time to dial in the car than we'll will uh, we'll then have going to Saudi Arabia this week, uh, that I think it will change a lot. And that's that's what I want to see. You know, I want to see seven winners and seven races like we saw in 2012 was it i think it was was it 2012 yeah, 2012, it was, yeah. Um, I, actually i don't i want to see charlotte win every seven yeah but,
1: i was gonna say you. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah i think it's gonna be fascinating
1: it will be and i think yeah as much as it's really easy to jump aboard the hype train and all this kind of stuff we have got to remember this is a 23 race calendar and that it's not one in the, after the first race, I think Bonotto said yesterday that he's going to You need to give it sort of four or five races. So maybe around Spain or Miami um, to see if Ferrari really can challenge for the constructors championship this year and obviously help their drivers with the driver's championship. But yes, uh, they're certainly looking like a very strong team. The package that they've got there, the PU in the back, the um, drivers themselves, you know, we Ranked, And I think F1 fans also ranked uh, Charles and Carlos as like the strongest teammate pairing that's on the grid. So that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch unfold now that we know that they do have competitive machinery underneath them. That's going to be very interesting because you can already tell from Carlos's body language this weekend that he was not a happy bunny. So that's going to be extremely exciting to watch unfold. Uh, But yes, they do look from the first race like they have a, a good... package going forward
2: not just the car as well they were just impressive on all accounts really I mean I think the the big worry probably for a lot of people is that even if Ferrari built this mega car that we might see some of the old Ferrari creeping through (laughs) and it'll be interesting to see how that goes uh this year but on evidence of the first race you know uh strategy was decent like it's hard, it's hard to know. So to say it was good. Cause I mean, they just, they just covered Red Bull essentially. And it was very close at times, but um, you know, there was, there was no major strategy mess ups or anything. And, you know, even things like the pit stops, like I think Red Bull did a 2.9 second stop and they were like, Oh, pit stops are still pretty quick this year. And then Ferrari banged in a 2.3 second stop and it's like, Oh, okay. Ferrari like mean business this year on every level. Yeah. But, and and it it couldn't have gone any better for them in in the fact that Mercedes will undoubtedly catch up. I'd be very surprised if they don't and they will find something and be on the pace, but they are not on the pace at the moment. And it's clear that in terms of fighting for the wins in this early stage of the season, it is Ferrari versus Red Bull. And Ferrari got maximum points and Red Bull got nothing. Pain. (laughs) Um (laughs) But, okay. yeah, it is. It is like it really couldn't have gone any better, you know, for them because Red Bull are the ones that were were keeping them honest and looked like it is a very close fight between those two. And then Merck weren't really anywhere. Um, and yes, Merck did get very fortunate and did damage limitation and got three and four. But um, Ferrari, with that massive early lead in the constructors, uh, even in their twenty three race season, forty four points gap is massive so yeah um what a start
0: that's that is hashtag blessed if i've ever seen it to be honest with you uh you know that is that's it's a big swing you know as much as we talk about the first race yeah whatever we still got 22 to go having 44 points ahead of red bull in the constructors is huge and of course max not scoring any points either after you know having all these issues having steering issues before his car obviously broke down you know finishing second all things considered would have been a great result for him but Unfortunately, it all went wrong in the last few laps. Uh, Katie, your three-word race review, please.
1: Mine is favourites fall short, and that is in reference to the unusual and uncharacteristic struggles we saw from certain teams on the grid, especially those that had a Mercedes power unit in the back. Take from that what you will but yeah McLaren had an absolute shocker Aston Martin were pretty poor Williams who I think we all hoped would take a bit of a step forward there was some promise there I mean they were ahead of the McLarens which is just like a sentence that just blows my mind (laughs) saying that now but um yeah it was a, a difficult weekend for some of them uh and maybe slightly surprising I know that we made all these predictions coming into the season I know my predictions have uh, aged like milk they have been so bad um, but I'm happy that they have not been Pepsi bad because- milk though no, Tommy, we're looking at you. Um, but I am more than happy to look like an idiot with my predictions going wrong because it means I, I went for <laughs> very pessimistic predictions, of which is like Mercedes dominance, hassleby at the back, all this kind of stuff. But where it's been jumbled up, it's actually meant for much more of an entertaining season, unless you are a McLaren fan, mm. thoughts and prayers, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, that's my three-word race review.
0: Lovely stuff. I think uh, this is probably a good time to one- bring into context what i meant by pepsi and milk is that tommy had promised our team wtf1 uh, members that we had a discord call with uh, that he was going to drink a pepsi and milk combination uh, if mercedes didn't get a podium i mean the man is the luckiest person <laughs> I, I, mean, I say i say lucky mm. his favorite driver scored zero points but you know the on fact purpose. that the, fact that on the last it. lap of the race that was never that. a doubt so unbelievable obvious. what and also i want to you know at this stage because you know I have to take these these victories uh, when I can. Um, pretty sure I put Mercedes <laughs> P3 and you guys laughed at me and uh, you were <laughs> and convinced. Who's laughing now? Yeah, who's um, laughing now? Uh, but I, I was mean, at the that...
2: end of the year when they.
0: Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, yeah, that's why I said I'm cashing in now. I, this is <laughs> so not, not at the in. end,
2: <laughs> not at the end of the 23 race season. Just not I'm gonna talking be on about any right more now. podcasts now. It's like I want the title.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. Exactly. That that is what I will do. Um I'll come back to this first race of the season and go, oh, wasn't I really happy back then when so naive winning? <laughs> um good stuff. Uh next question. Uh, Team WTF1 member Ham Gammon says, do we think Mercedes will find pace and we get a three-way fight to the end? How I see it, Ham Gammon, um, is uh, Ferrari and Red Bull will be the fastest for four to five races. Mercedes will then get in the hunt. I think Ferrari may fall away a little bit and then it'll be a, Ferrari ver- uh, a Red Bull versus Mercedes fight for the rest of the season. That's unfortunately what I think I don't think Ferrari will fall away to the extent of where they won't be anywhere near the front, but I don't know. It's just my gut feeling is that probably because of the scarring of the last eight years of Mercedes winning everything. Um, but <laughs>
2: Your emotions have just done an absolute new turn of life. I've literally like, just had a
0: flashback. Nah, Ferrari and then went, oh, wait, it's Ferrari. I yeah, think yeah, we shouldn't yeah. get too excited. But nice. I think that's probably a realistic expectation.
1: Lots of people seem to talk about Mercedes and Australia, which I think is after we've got Saudi next. And then it's, I can do this, Imola. And then it's Australia because the calendar is just, you know, it makes so much sense. Um, so yeah, lots of people mentioning Australia and Mercedes. Maybe I'm not sure if they're bringing upgrades there or maybe Toto or somebody has mentioned something as to, they think that Australia is going to be a good reference point. But yeah, I, I would like to think that Mercedes will um, have the resources and the people within the team to fix this issue that seems to be really holding them back, whether that's the porpoising or maybe there is something with the power unit that's not reacting to the new fuel particularly well. Uh, but let me say it's Mercedes and I'm just, it's like the, um, Thanos meme of I am inevitable. I feel like that's just Mercedes. They, they will just pull something out of the bag and, uh, they'll be winning races again in no time. So yeah, maybe it's best to savour this while well. we can.
2: That's what you said, Matt. I think you said Hamilton is inevitable when we uh, had our Pepsi and milk chat because, I mean, yeah, it was... As soon as as uh, as soon as Hamilton was on the back of Perez, I was like, here we go. This is why I made that <laughs> prediction because he is inevitable. And that is Mercedes' big strength that call it um, experience, call it... Um, you know damage limitation call it being incredibly lucky whatever side of the fence you're on mercedes bagged the most po- more points than they could ever dreamed of from that race and and especially you know on top of red bull and their failings um mercedes it is like they're that, they're that team especially lewis hamilton we even saw it last, last year to a point. It wasn't as extreme where they were bad, but um, it certainly looked like um, Red Bull might be a bit quicker and then um, at the start of the season uh, and Hamilton just had that consistency throughout the year um, to to keep in that fight, uh, even though Max was just kind of finishing first and second in every race. So that you can never count particularly Hamilton out and yeah they just they just did everything they could and it was perfect damage limitation for them which is probably a big concern particularly for red bull to think like you know we've gone into that first race finally we've got a car that's so much quicker than mercedes i mean mercedes were was it 15 30 seconds off base i know they were uh, they were kind of um they even, I think, they, there's even a quote that they said they were treating it as a test session because they knew they were so far off the pace of Red Bull and Ferrari, but would probably still finish fifth and sixth, so they could just do whatever they want because they went for the hard tyres, didn't they? It's mm. completely different. Um, even after all that, Mercedes have come out and bagged how many points? Mm-hmm. 27. 27. Seven? I mean. Yeah, that is just peak Mercedes, isn't it? We've got a terrible car. It's worse than Alfa Romeo, second in the world championship, 27 points, 27 clear of Red Bull. Uh, they are actually inevitable, aren't they? So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting fight. And I wouldn't, uh, you know, it would be cool. I mean, a three-way fight for the title would be absolutely insane.
0: It would. Uh, you know, it's all well and good having a, a fast car, but you've got to get to the end. And, you know, clearly something went wrong. Uh, in both of those red Bull cars, not just one, um, that, you know, it was right at the end. But still, uh, you know, there, there is a, a fine balancing act uh, between reliability and, and, and pace. OK, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. With so many great shows on Netflix, it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch. So this whole week, I've been using ExpressVPN to binge other series that aren't available in my country. It's so simple to do. I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to wherever I need to go, refresh Netflix, and that's it. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. If you love anime, you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. If you visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com wtf1, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the podcast, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com wtf1. Uh, next question, Reshik underscore... Red Bull, alongside Ferrari, looked very reliable in pre-season. First race of the season, and three out of the four Honda-powered cars, or Red Bull powertrain, Honda-powered, yeah, <laughs> didn't finish. Could that be a problem that defines the championship? <laughs> okay, I love some of these questions. It's like, right, let me just roll the dice. Uh, I think Christian Horner was interviewed afterwards, and he wasn't sure until they have to, you know, properly diagnose the problems. Uh, but. Obviously, if Red Bull have a lot of these problems they didn't have last year, and that's what you need is bulletproof reliability in order to uh, challenge for the championship. If they have more problems like this, where there's a 44 point swing between them and whatever team they're, they're trying to beat, then yeah, absolutely. Even a couple, three, two or three sort of reliability issues across the season. If there's another team that's got, you know, decent reliability and isn't having these problems, that can be the difference between... Winning and losing, so you know, to have such a a devastating loss to to what they could have uh, scored for this first round um, is, you know, it's going to be something that they have to recover over these next few races. But if they have a few more, then all of a sudden they're 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 looking at the the, the top of the standings and thinking we can't even catch that. So yeah, reliability is obviously the most important thing uh, in a championship challenge.
2: Yeah, and I can't believe that all the poor poising issues. And it was yeah the Red Bulls that uh, had the failure and it was nothing to do with that. I'm I know that the question is about Honda Power or uh, RBPT. P-T. RBPT. Um, mm. But uh, from what my understanding is that Gasly's was obviously a, an engine electrical fire yeah, or something
1: MGUK
2: MGUK issue, issue. and uh, the Red Bulls was a fuel pump. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's like hmm. unsure yet. Um, we'll have to wait until we get a proper diagnosis. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what happens there and and when they discover the issue because they cannot afford for that to happen again. It's this. You know that we're racing again on Sunday, and if that happens again, and Ferrari. 80 points clear Hello. then yeah, you know, Matt's the, gonna uh, be... the, the, the flip train is uh, on the horizon <laughs> and about to disappear out of shot so um, yeah uh, we'll, we'll find out what it is I know a lot of um, twi- people on Twitter are jumping on that it might be this fuel pump thing um, and there is quite an amusing thing that the, the fuel pump uh, issue um, is a standardised piece so it's not actually something Red Bull make and it's made by an Italian <laughs> company, which is uh, very amusing. Oh my god <laughs> uh, And uh, and obviously yeah, out. exactly oh, yeah. sabotage. Uh, and I don't believe that for one second, and you shouldn't either. But it is still uh, amusing. So um, yeah, uh,
0: amusing. Also, yeah, I was also like, I just also it's pain inside. Savage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. It's going to be a uh, one to keep an eye out on because yeah, I think it's we can speculate, but when we get an official diagnosis from Red Bull, that will be the important thing here. But I was listening to the race podcast; I think it was on this morning, um, and obviously they were at testing actually on the ground and covering it. On and the they ground. on the ground, my favorite phrase, but they were suggesting, not fact, just suggesting that Red Bull didn't seem to do any or many of um, race simulations and testing, and um, also didn't do any low fuel runs. So it could be related to that, because obviously at the end of the race, when it happened, cars are pretty much, the tank is empty. Um, so whether it was something relating to that and they've kind of shot themselves in the foot, I don't know, but yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the official diagnosis is. Um, but yeah, crikey, we can't be having that again. I mean, even in terms of the championship, I know there are a lot of Mercedes fans that were like, ha, karma. I think karma was trending on Twitter yesterday, which uh, is interesting. Um, but it's savage, isn't it? It is, but like for the championship as well, like as a, a neutral, I want to be seeing Verstappen and the Clerk in this championship battle bubbling through. I don't want a double DNF Red Bull. And as a Sergio Perez fan, I mean, crikey, that last lap was heartbreaking. I was proper yelling at the TV with that. Um, okay. Hey, at least we had, got to had, see had hit him
0: at, at one point. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, was he? Has he just has he spun him round?" nope failure. So got
1: to see the sassy Checo pose that he always pulls as soon as he has something wrong with his car. It's hands on the <laughs> hips, slightly <laughs> bent back. <laughs> one of slightly those kind of poses bent back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, he goes for like a proper like um, sassy yeah, little pose. Really um, throws so, the hip I mean, out. Yeah, he does. So you know, there's some some funny thing out of a miserable dnf but yeah i'm sure he'd rather points than just like become a meme onto it
0: <laughs> yeah i think so too uh, i think so too uh at john underscore rolfs speaking of bad performances how concerned should we be with mclaren this year horrendously concerned john uh i'm, I'm not gonna beat around the bush they were dreadful uh this weekend in bahrain um you know, and I don't think that's an unfair statement. Not you know, They were just poor in every part of their performance. You know, Lando managed to get out of Q1, which we thought, oh, wow, you know. But the fact that Danny Rick got knocked out in Q1, we were all very surprised about. Oh, wow, you know, is it Danny Rick, whatever. But they were nowhere. You know, I, I even thought that maybe they had a chance of being lapped twice uh, if we didn't have the safety cars and stuff, which, you know, that's Hass levels. Like, well, clearly they've got some fundamental problems. They had problems in testing uh, with their brakes and their overheating and, you know, being concerned about even finishing a race distance. But, you know, I saw their, their interviews afterwards, they looked a bit mystified, you know, Lando was like, yeah, we've got a lot of work to do, but didn't really seem to have any sort of answers or insight as to why they are so far off the pace. So it's, it's a, it's a bad time right now if you're a McLaren fan, I don't think this is going to be a very quick fix you know they've had all this time to develop the car over the winter um but you know they've clearly got the philosophy wrong they've got something wrong with that car which is not going to be just whacking on a new side pod and everything's fixed uh, so i i think it's going to be pain for mclaren potentially for a lot of this year in my opinion
1: yeah yesterday with uh everything going on with the grand prix i feel like mclaren's performance unless you were a McLaren fan like just watching the names like in 17th or 18th or last or wherever um it's kind of one of those stories that's not being picked up too much because there's just been so much else going on but yeah really a huge step back for McLaren considering um how well you know Lando did at the start of the 2021 season um it's sort of just been completely flipped on its head and it's reminiscent of the mclaren honda days which if you are a new drive to survive fan perhaps and you weren't around for the mclaren honda days um i'm uh, thinking of you because <laughs> you're going to be in for quite the ride <laughs> quite the ride this year um if it remains that these issues don't get solved um but yeah, a big shock, especially for the celebrities that they and Martin Brundle interviewed on the grid that said that they thought God. McLaren were going to win the race. So uh, oh, that they was didn't, yeah, they had no, they no idea did. where they <laughs> were.
0: I'm surprised they didn't say that Valentino Rossi was going to win the race or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was the they way they no said idea. it. They
2: didn't have a clue. The
0: fact the way they, I think the, the guy, Richie, was like you know, asked, oh, who, you know, who's your money on? And he was like, my money's my money's on him. Look around. Uh, McLaren, McLaren. McLaren no, no, the only
2: uh, team I've heard of. Uh, whatever,
1: but he's yeah. been to so many Grand Prix's before. He's it's like at the Grand Prix every year, so I don't get what,
0: what I mean, he said just... his money was on the guy that was with him. That was, it was very the weirdest thing. That's because when you that's quite quite clear that he had no idea <laughs> who to say.
2: They're probably just getting trollied on champagne and stuff and do I mean, I mean, It's so... a good life, isn't yeah.
0: it? It's a good life. <laughs> Must <Yeah>. be
2: nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with McLaren. I mean, going back to the uh Red Bull very quickly, like at least their positive is they're very quick, and yes, they had an absolutely shocking race, but you'd take being at least quick, uh, but McLaren, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter that they both finished, because they finished 14th fourteenth uh, 14th and 15th, uh, and that's with three DNFs. Yikes. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever witnessed a nosedive from preseason testing, quite like McLaren, from yeah, well, they, they could actually be in the mix in the top four to, oh, okay, they're genuinely like Haas.
0: Yeah, what uh, was from it last year? What was so it? I feel like you said a sort of bold statement about... Uh, I did. Team... I'm looking forward to buying Boy. a <laughs> bunch
2: of Kevin Magnus and merchandise and wearing that was it
0: That was the prediction. You said you'd it buy was... a merch for whoever finishes fourth. I all. said that no
2: one... I said it will be Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren and Red Bull, the top four in the Constructors title. And if that is not the case, whoever is in that, oh no, uh, I'll be buying
0: some merchandise and
2: I'll wear it on the podcast Ooh, and apologise wonder... to him.
0: Because obviously, has are third in the constructors right now. Fair enough, they're on ten. Will they points, be able but... to
2: develop, or is it just early? Yeah,
0: like,
2: early pace. I wonder because um, they've had more wind tunnel time and developed. Same with Alfa Romeo. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, will it be Alpine uh, mm. or someone like trying to catch up? We shall see.
0: Very but fun, hey. Tommy. Mm. What's your three-word race review?
2: My three-word race review. Is so many positives and it's mainly just, uh, uh <laughs> I'm kidding myself, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, uh, despite, uh, my own, um, my own <laughs> bias, I am at the end of the day, a formula one fan first. And I think we all are And that that's way to start that season when I was very pessimistic about the new, the new cars, the new era, um, you know, back to that point of me mentioning the merchandise, I pretty much predicted identical order to last season and on the first lap, we had a house <laughs> and Mercedes <laughs> side by side into turn four <laughs> and if that isn't the best way to start a new era, I don't know what is um, it feels, you know the, the Leclerc Verstappen battle we said was absolutely epic it feels like a new era because you've got different people at the front, there's different Um, teams. at the top of the midfield, Um, there's quite a lot of battling. I reserve judgment of being too hyped of the new regs until we see on a track, because I think Casey hit the nail on the head that Bahrain is actually a very underrated track, and um, we've seen good racing there before anyway, so let's see how these new cars work at an Imola, or maybe a track that doesn't particularly get great racing. Um, But it was awesome. And the race was so good. Um, it was just a thriller from start to finish really. And, uh, particularly Hass and Kevin Magnussen, I was just absolutely buzzing for because, uh, he just drove such a good race and, um, yeah, just unbelievable drive from him. And it's just so many nice stories from the first
0: race. Mm-hmm. Thriller, interesting that's very headline-y from you there tommy i i wouldn't argue as i think there's a lot of season open hype here uh, i i wouldn't i would not call the the race a classic by any stretch i think that obviously it was great to have the the fight for the lead uh, and whatnot but the thing that concerned me and maybe around the regulations was the field spread that we saw throughout the, the, the you know all the cars you know there was these big highlight moments, as I say, the, the, the first few laps were great. We saw like the the back sort of maybe eight or nine cars looked like they were all side by side in the first couple of laps, which was ridiculous. But the actual field spread we then saw was a bit concerning, in my opinion. And uh, whether that is because of the the, the actual... Philosophy of the car, what are you laughing at, Katie? I'm just
1: laughing at Tommy coming in with so many positives, and you're like, No, there was this. I just
0: don't want I to get too carried away because, no, I know um, what you mean. because I was concerned about the field spread. Because a lot, you know, there were it wasn't like they were following within a second a lot of the time, and it was fine. Um, yeah, I think so, McLaren were laps
2: on like in like 30 laps, weren't
0: they? Yeah, <laughs> but that yeah, is McLaren's, <laughs> Uh, but, but generally, it did seem like it was like two by two with a lot of the teams and whatnot. But yeah, for me, I, it, it was still a great race. Of course, uh, I am a little bit hesitant by the fact that it is obviously the season opener. And there's a lot of excitement for the new stories, as you say, Tommy, I think for the actual racing, I'm a little bit concerned as to whether or not that, whether there are other issues at play here which mean the cars can't follow as closely one being overheating and, you know, cause we've mm. seen that the loads of different cooling innovations on, on all the different cars, you know, the Mercedes in particular, you know, ha- can that car follow when it's got such thin side pods and not another cooling going on. Um, and, and, you know, also as well, the, the, the fragility of the tires, you know, seeing a three stop race, you know, clearly a lot of the teams not wanting to push those tires as, as hard as maybe we've seen in previous years, which is not what we expected. So, yes. I would, I am a little bit hesitant to in terms of the actual racing moving forward. We'll see. You know, Saudi will give us a good idea as to whether or not we'll see good racing around there. But yeah, I wouldn't have called uh, Bahrain a thriller. But it was, it was decent, but it wasn't a thriller.
2: Interesting.
1: Mm, I so think much. there was Charles definitely... Leclerc. Yeah, that's true. I know.
0: It's because
2: he dominated <laughs> and it was just boring. This just, yeah. just, just, yeah. just Leclerc is so boring, just yeah.
0: so dominant. Yeah, it's just honestly.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Don't start with that, please. uh But I do agree that there were moments, especially in the middle of the Grand Prix, where things got a little bit um not boring. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it wasn't crazy, you know, 24-7 throughout the whole thing. Uh but yeah, I thought it was a you know decent first race. Um and as Tommy said there are lots of good little stories here and there. Special big sa- shout out <laughs> goes to Guan Yu because I Joe Yu. have been Joe Guan Yu, Guan Yuzhou, <laughs> literally uh I, I felt yeah. like
2: Crofty said both, <laughs> just both every single time he <laughs> made different. such a thing of it, didn't he? It's like, yeah. Guan Gua Yu, Zhou Guan Yu. or Guan Yu, <laughs> Gua whichever we prefer. I felt like he and, said like he's already missed one point. about
0: 15 times and yeah. then was like, well one of them's going to be right, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> Very odd. I think he said that he would rather be Zhou Guan Yu, so maybe that's something we can adopt on here, but it's remembering it is the thing. Uh but yeah, he had I we might talk about. Are we going to talk about him? Maybe not. Um but he had such a brilliant first race weekend and I'm really proud of him because there were a lot of people who um, were ready to slate him so he didn't deserve a seat yes there are people who have graduated from f2 that um perhaps maybe from their results deserve an f1 seat and haven't got one at the moment oscar, oscar Piestri being Piestri. a prime yeah. example yeah exactly but he's really um done a brilliant job so virtual pat on the back for Zhou guanyu there you go lovely
0: lovely um, before people were commenting as well about my comments of the race, I did say it was decent. Okay? Oh, yeah, um, no, no, <laughs> no, no, not for you. I just, I was just in my head, like, oh no, people are gonna think I hate it. I think the 2021 season as well has created a warped sense of what Formula One should be. Um, but hey, new regulations they promised us, they promised us all this. So, uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's interesting as well that they, uh, I think it was K Mag said uh, after the race that the the cars themselves have less slipstream so actually following behind the car there's less slipstream but then the DRS is slightly more powerful so he said overall it's better for racing but there is it is actually still as difficult to overtake which is mm. interesting whether that's going to be a good or bad thing who knows i mean uh, the especially- Verstappen
2: sorry the the uh, right. we've not really gone into it because <laughs> we kind of glossed it over but i think part of this as well was that the the wing Verstappen was running but all my days his DRS it it was like two yeah, so, levels of being like a second behind. So i him.
0: i jumped the gun on that one and i told, I, I was like bin drs it's over whatever <laughs> i hate it um but the thing is actually looking into that a bit more it was clear that leclerc was using battery in a different part of the yeah, track. he was trying to break that second you know that second uh, gap that he needed for uh, for to basically disabled DRS on Verstappen's part, uh, but didn't manage it. It was nine tenths and Verstappen's going up the inside into turn one. And yeah, course, obviously yeah. when you looked at it at face value and I, I will hold my hands up, I was, I was one of those people. And I was like, God, how good is DRS? It's too good. Get rid of it. Hate it. Unless it's not Leclerc being passed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but when we actually looked at other drivers fighting with DRS, it seemed like they were struggling. So clearly there was differences in energy deployment. Um, and then of course we've spoken about, you know, Leclerc breaking early as well, which m- maybe lo- made it look even more powerful than it was. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was a, it was a Titanic battle and I can appreciate it now that I was too quick to judge DRS and I'm sorry, DRS. I hope I haven't hurt your feelings. Okay. Next question. Gandalf 6700 asks, do you think KMAG or Haas would be able to get a podium with the pace they have now? And also, yes, Yu, well done. I forgot to also say that from Katie's point. Um, yeah, why not? I think that, you know, if we have a crazy race, few, a couple more DNFs, K-Mag's on the podium. Gunter Steiner even joked that if K-Mag hadn't been out of the car for 40 months, he would have got a podium in that Haas. So, yeah. yeah
1: I, I, ironic as he's the one that got him out of the seat. But yeah, <laughs> know, go yeah. off.
0: <laughs> yeah, and money talks. I think it's probably the uh, the right phrase for that. But uh, yeah, we, we, we might see some crazy races and has seem to be the ones that may well be able to get involved as the fourth fastest team right now so sign me up
2: <laughs>
0: yeah we need yeah it,
2: i think it will involve like you say a crazy race and the top the top 3 teams having an issue that allows k mag but i think i wouldn't i would be i wouldn't be shocked if k mag was 7th again like next week you know best nico of the Holkenberg rest vibes. nico alkenbeck vibes uh, he just needs that moment where it's not just both Red Bulls, it's both Ferraris and both Mercs, and then he can win a race. And that would be that's what I want to see. That would be incredible. <laughs> but he was also he was epic, wasn't he? Like I mean to 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 come back in when you've had, I mean, has did a hilarious tweet about it, you know, like <laughs> uh come back, P one in testing, bangs it in P seven in in quali, which everyone, myself included, thought that's incredible. But I almost don't want to get too hyped like I feel like he was going to drop back mm. um especially when it, he, was, he kept he was locking, locking up into turn one yeah, didn't he yeah. was like oh no uh, and I was like oh he's going to drop back or especially because he had a problem a mechanical problem in qualifying I was like are they even going to finish and it's going to be heartbreaking because he's probably going to be in 7th or something and retire but I mean 5th is just insane and uh yeah imagine after that first um uh first run of testing uh, when we all put Haas at the bottom and thought they were still the worst team that Haas would be fifth and third in the constructors title madness
1: imagine clipping this to like us in, in last year and yeah. being like so after th- Bahrain Yeah, and like I know people have been commenting it on when you're asking for questions for the podcast. You know, I've said some pretty mean things about Jean Hass and Gunter Steiner recently because last year their performance was shocking. That's no secret. But um, I, you know, take my hat off to Gunter Steiner, especially for all the heat that he's had to go through the last few months um, because they have done well. They've delivered and I am so surprised by it. I really am. <laughs> like I always, I know Kevin Magnuson said he was speechless after the results yesterday. I feel like most fans are just pretty speechless, to be honest with you, because we've got so used to seeing Haas down at the back of the pack. Um, and, they're, you know, we've watched their gradual decline. And now it seems as if they've just got some fresh blood in the team with Magnussen. You know, he's come back with a great energy. Schumacher, I mean, he's just great in his own ways. Um, And now he's actually got a mentor there that he can look up to and a teammate that he respects um, as well as a teammate with experience. The only way is up for Haas, I feel. And now I've just given them the jinx of the season. I was going to
0: say there's not much higher they can go, Katie. Oh, a podium! Let's going. do it. Let's make
1: oh, no. it happen. I'd
0: love to see them get a podium. I really would. Maybe. I
1: think I would cry if they got a podium.
0: You'd cry. But I, yeah, wow. but I cry.
1: I cry at everything. Though, okay. so that's not really too too crazy
0: fair. Uh, I, I just love the fact that Haas have produced one of the greatest daylight robberies in the history of Formula 1. You know, they've taken Mazepin's money, they've built a better car, they've binned him off and then got K-Mag in the car. The it's fact that just... they've
2: replaced him with the driver, developed the car with his money, then bought the old driver back is <laughs> yeah. is... Has master plan. Oh, it is. It's Gunter funny. Steiner Masterplan. is a
0: savage businessman. Master plan, yeah. Haas uh, anyway. okay,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Next question, rock 3 Pirelli thought a two-stop was the fastest strategy. The entire field went for a three-stop. Is it the other way around this season? Do these tyres require more stops? <laughs> I mean, mathematically, yes. You've, I mean, you've answered that in your own question there, uh, Zirok. But... Um, obviously there is still a a bit of unknown around the tires you know despite having these six full days of testing three at barcelona and three in bahrain clearly the teams are still very much getting uh their their heads around how to to utilize these tires of course we lost the q2 tire rule as well so everybody bar the mclaren started uh, on the softs and it seemed like they were very much learning as they went along you know they were trying different strategies. We had the Mercedes going on the hards because you know, Tommy mentioned earlier you know, the fact that they'd kind of locked in where they were finishing anyway. So they were trying something different. Um, and you know, Hamilton came out of the pits and was basically on ice, which I found very interesting to, uh, to watch. But hopefully that's a, the, that's a, you know, this is going to be a, a recurring theme throughout the season where Pirelli don't know <laughs> that much and the teams don't know that much either. And that's great when the teams don't really know what the fastest strategy is. That makes for unpredictable great racing. And that's what we want to see.
1: You'll notice a consistent theme here that I was just really pessimistic about everything coming into the new season because I was sure, like um, Pirelli had been saying last year that, yeah, it's likely we're just going to get one stop races at every single Grand Prix. And I was thinking, oh my God, no, please. Like with the Q2 tyre all being scrapped um, and, yeah, allegedly these tyres lasting longer and having better durability. I was thinking, God, like strategy is just going to go into the bin. It's going to be everyone starts on softs, switches to a hard tyre, Bob's your uncle. But I was pleasantly surprised. And whether that's a mix of the tyres not performing as expected or maybe teams just wanting to play it safe, um, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised to see three stops happening and also how slow the stops have been i know that um, obviously there were rules brought in in 2021 sort of halfway through the season to make pit stops a bit longer because they were getting too quick and i think there were concerns that maybe they weren't particularly safe um but yeah f1 brought in things so that you know you would have to wait for so long for a wheel to be attached or whatever um but yeah some of the stops that we saw yesterday were particularly long i made notes of some of them as you say the uh, science and the clerk did some quick stops with a 2.5 but people like norris had a 5.5 second stop and i think there were longer ones than that um but Yeah, I think it's just mainly because maybe the cars are a bit heavier, the wheels are obviously a lot bigger. Whereas before they had the 13 inch tyres that they had to put onto the car, they now got these massive 18 inch ones. So I think it's a mix of things. But let's not forget as well, you
0: know, McLaren being so far off the pace, they probably just weren't in a rush. They probably just thought, yeah, maybe
1: they bought the Lego tyres that much. Let's have a little look around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Lego. (laughs) Check the brakes aren't on fire.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe. I mean, that may actually have been a thing. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I'd totally forgotten about the. Uh, until you mentioned it, that Hamilton were going out on the hard tires and looking like he was on a wet track. That was absolutely bizarre. When he came out of the pits, I was, I genuinely thought, is this what it's going to be like for everyone? Are we going to, because they mentioned something about the, the tire blankets aren't as warm or something. Yeah. Um, and there has been talk of getting rid of them completely. Uh, but when Hamilton came out of the pits, I was like, hang on a minute, are people going to, you know, are we going to get people doing like overcuts here because it takes so long to heat up the tires, like an in Indy car where, you know, you're, you're skating on ice for the first lap. Uh, that was pretty mad, but yeah, I guess another positive is that, uh, so far based on one race. So let's hope it continues, <laughs> uh, is that it's not these one stops, uh, and you know, three stops two-stop, three-stop races, sign me up because that's normally a lot better, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it is. Vibes. Moving now to talking about Formula One graphics and the fail in which uh, they were, uh, which is a shame. Uh, Danny87King, thoughts on the new FIA graphics and lack of timing screen during race and quali issues? I mean, it was was a shame, really. I think that, you know, the, the actual layout of it, the 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 look of it looks decent. You know, I thought, well, you know, so a brand new era of Formula One and it looks cool. It kind of goes in line with what we saw last year with the sprint race graphics. But there's definitely some things to be ironed out. I'm still not a massive fan of the quality graphics and how small the Mm. purple sector parts are. Obviously, they also had everybody going purple in sector one pretty much, which, you know, these small things are... Are massive in terms of how a viewer absorbs what's going on not only that but in the actual race itself (laughs) there was no timing for a lot of it you didn't know the gaps between drivers it looked like you were genuinely watching testing and it was just you know they're all just circulating so for me you know you don't really realize how important the graphics are until you lose them and then you go wait i don't actually know the picture of this race I don't know who's closing in on who you could tell the commentators didn't really know what was going on either and kind of rely on what's on the screen as well. So it's a shame that they had all these problems because it maybe just leans towards maybe they haven't tested them enough. I don't know, but yeah, it, it, for the first race of the season, so much hype, they needed that yeah. to be spot on in order to cap, you know, really contain that, that excitement.
2: Speaking of testing, why, Why weren't they introduced during testing and then they could have got all the teething problems out of the way maybe would have been Mm. more of a a better issue. I mean, I personally didn't mind them as much, but I do totally get some people's annoyance and especially some people uh, that, you know, have visual impairment as well. Like I was, you know, I think that, I think it was Verstappen and how Red Bull they put Dark blue on a black background, and you cannot read. And I actually, um, I was watching the the race back, and I couldn't, I couldn't watch it on HD because it was on Plus One. So I was watching it on Channel Four in standard def. And oh my word, you cannot read those graphics in standard definition. You could not, you could not see anything in standard definition. So I do sympathise with people that, you know, have to watch that on or, or are visually impaired, and it, it's just not very. Clear and readable, and especially yeah, things like dark blue and black. And then they just had a bit of a a mare yeah. where there'd be random, you know, that you had Kevin Magnussen versus Kevin Magnussen at one point. I think I think when they were showing the Charles Leclerc replay uh, of him battling with Verstappen, you just had Alonso P ten plus like forty seconds behind or whatever, and it was just his bit of the timing tower was still there. Um, they just had a bit of a shocker, and it, it did very much feel like first day back so yeah, yeah. hopefully they get that but sorted also
0: i had another bugbear and i i can't remember if in not like the post-race interviews that they put on youtube and stuff uh, or post-qualifying they usually go through each driver and get some comments but they don't put the position of where they were anymore <laughs> like they just have the name and i'm like what, what's going on here and uh, for whatever reason they just haven't included positions and stuff i don't know if it carried over to tv as well but it's just things like that you go you know this is very important information that <laughs> you just you're just leaving out
1: yeah i i am with you both there like when i first saw it i was like oh you know they've updated them it looks nice it's quite americanized like how i saw it it reminds me of watching like an american sporting event um which is not a negative thing um, i'm not trying to make that a criticism at all uh but yeah some of the graphics like you say, they're just too dark, and you can't read race numbers next to them, and all of the images that they've been using for, uh, you know, the end of a session. It's like Phantom of the Opera. They've got so much shadow on one side of their face that you can't see it. <laughs> and that, it's is like, wow, that is niche.
2: That is a niche reference.
1: But um, it's yeah. For some of them, I'm like, mm, I'm not, I'm not too much of a fan. But I'm just waiting, and I really hope F1 do this. And this could be a controversial opinion, but. I really hope this is the year that Formula One accept and welcome in having split screens for certain parts of the races. I know that we didn't have loads of chaotic things going on yesterday in Bahrain, um, but that's one thing that I think would be a good move for F1 um, because we see it in like IndyCar from what I've watched. Tommy, you'll probably maybe know a bit more about that than I do because you watch more IndyCar. But yeah, having different frames available so it's not just one fixed image um I'd quite like to see something like that introduced but yeah maybe they should sort out their graphics before they start getting too adventurous with other camera angles as well but
2: you made a you made an interesting point there that uh about it being a bit Americanized which I'm not not against but one thing that I've just seen uh, Sanjeev has written in the team wtf one chat about the driver numbers are kind of useless as they are right now and <laughs> I, I do I do I didn't actually think about that at the time but now I've just read that it is very NASCAR-y mm. to have the the driver numbers down the side but in formula 1 you can't see the driver numbers apart from obviously Lewis Hamilton this year that's made his bright yellow yeah but you know the the Ferrari for example it's black on a red car you can't tell the difference so so the driver number it works in NASCAR because every car has is. a yeah, giant yeah, side, a yeah. giant number on the roof, on the side, and then it's very easy to go, you know, Jimmy Johnson, 48. Okay, that's car 48. Yeah, yeah. You cannot do that in F1. If you're a new fan and you see Charles Leclerc 16 and you see the two Ferraris side by side, you're like, well, which one's 16? I can't. And, and
0: also, there's no team identification anymore. Like in the actual order, if you look at it, there's no color to d- d- differentiate. No, they just put what.
2: the logo very small. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: it's not easy it's when you look white. at it at face value. It's the number rather than the team. But it's it has to be the team. You have to be like, okay, signs SAI or whatever is Ferrari because it's red. Okay, perfect. Yeah. But it isn't that easily uh, identi- identified and But then they anymore.
2: do use the teams for when they're writing text, which actually is annoying because I'd rather <laughs> it be in white so you can actually read it. Whereas they do do the team's colours for that stage and that's where I personally found, especially when I was watching on Standard Definition, it came up and it was something Verstappen said on the radio and it was just blue on black you just couldn't read it, it was no. just very weird.
0: Definitely some teething problems uh, and hopefully they will evolve them as the uh, the races and the feedback comes in. Uh, final question at 100k Zach, I assume that name's supposed to be who was your driver of the day, Charles Leclerc, moving on <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, car, uh, Carlos, because uh, I've seen the word Carlos Science. Uh Charlotte Clark- I was <laughs> say. <Carlos Wow>. Sainz. <laughs> Katie Sorry. on the
2: Carlos Science hype train there.
1: Yeah. It's, I've done the thing where I've like seen a word written and I've just said it.
2: Uh, yeah, I think it has got to be just uh yeah. from Kevin Magnuson <laughs> and
0: okay. Yeah, but I I just wanted to know your drive of the day, mate. Uh, You know. I don't need
1: your live story.
0: No, we'll go into ABCDF1. Exactly. Well, haven't we? Yeah. yeah, I think it is, (gasps) Yeah, Good lad. All right, that's all I wanted to hear.
1: Checks in the
0: post. Loud and clear. (laughs) All right, now it's time for ABCDF1. I don't even know if we have a jingle anymore. I don't even know if you play it. I never check to see if you play it or not, Tommy, (laughs) or if it's literally just a point where I'm like, oh, I'm pressing a button. And then you don't ever actually put anything in anyway. Right. ABCDF1 time now. Let's start. Right. Well, I was going to say right at the top, it's not anymore. Mercedes are in the mud, but they're going to start with Hamilton anyway (laughs) uh, because they are last year's Constructors champions. So Lewis Hamilton, I'm going to give him an A. Same.
1: Same seat.
0: And the fans gave him an A as well. Same seats everywhere. George Russell, I'm going to give him a B. Same. B.
1: Same.
0: And the fans gave him a B. Lovely. We're not spoken. We're not actually spoken about Russell at all. What did you? Okay, think? let's talk about George Russell. Uh, I think that um his race pace was okay. Uh, he didn't exactly blast the doors. He wasn't Mister Saturday, was he?
2: Uh, no, by he wasn't. Of the imagination. He
0: wasn't Mister Saturday. Uh, messed up in Quali. He kind of the way he described him messing up in quali, I was like, mate, just hold your hands up and say you, you locked up into turn one. But he's like, no, we are trying some different things. Uh, it didn't work out.
2: <laughs> we made a, we, we attempted to lock up into turn one, see <laughs> yeah, if it makes yeah. us go quicker.
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of what it sounded like. I was just like, mate, <laughs> just, just hold your hands up and say you made a mistake. Like you pushed too hard. Um, but yeah, obviously that mistake didn't help uh, his race at all. He seemed to be a little bit off the pace of, of Hamilton, but not by too much. Uh, so I'd say overall, it was a, a reasonably solid race for him, but it just seemed like as Mercedes said, it was a testing session, and I, I highly doubt he was pushing it to the absolute limit um, in order to to extract every bit of performance, because he didn't need to.
1: Yeah, it was very yeah. anonymous. We've not really got any TV time either. He just kind of tootled around and did the business.
0: Just boinging around.
2: All that hype. That we'll find out. I'm sure we'll see <laughs> some more from him later in the season, but yeah, very anonymous for uh, to say that was probably the biggest story of the off season. I know. He'd be I know. In the merc, and it was like, oh, he's in ninth and just brings it home behind Hamilton, and pretty. That was it, really. Nothing too yeah. crazy,
0: but not bad. Right next up, Max Verstappen, A.
1: That's A, A, yeah.
0: Yeah, A. And the fans gave him an A as well. We're three from three. Everybody, come on, we can do this. <laughs> Uh, Sergio Perez I will I will give him a B same
1: same but just want to mention he did do a good job in qualifying which I'm happy about
0: He did much better <laughs> did than much what
2: better. we yeah. last yeah. year So Seems as they we're such goodness. Sergio Perez haters
0: that didn't put him in top oh, no. 5 God, God, <laughs> God forbid we have an opinion uh, and the fans gave him a B as well yeah I think Sergio his his race pace was was a lot better as well um, and very much more in the region of what you expect to see from the Red Bull second drivers. So, yeah, I'd say it's yeah. a solid start
1: uh, for Sergio, definitely. He was there to inherit Verstappen's failures. So, it's just unfortunate he also had a failure himself. So, I mm. think that's fairly like that's Red Bull can't ask much more than that apart from being first or second.
0: Yeah. And, in the yeah. first place, but
1: yeah.
0: exactly. He was in the mix. Um, next up, Charlotte Leclerc, A star. <laughs>
2: Hmm. I think an F.
1: I was thinking a, a B, a maybe. <laughs> you're both. You're both
0: scum. Oh, both.
1: <laughs> <We're> both scum. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's not. <laughs> uh,
0: and the fans gave him an A star as well. No surprise. We're five from five. Come on, everybody. Uh, Carlos signs. I'm going to give him an A. This
2: is where we disagree. He's getting a B. I don't know how I don't know how people can give him an A when they gave Perez a B and Russell a B and he was off his teammate exactly. Still, it's still a grade like, lower.
0: You no, know I mean, like, He's still got uh, P2. Yeah, but um, is that
2: like just the car performance? Like, oh, okay, I think it's a B. I think he. I think in a in a year when he was hyped yeah. up massively yeah, B. to be absolutely transformed. No, you there. win.
0: You win, Tommy. You win. Just makes Charles Leclerc's performance look better as well. So. <laughs> But no, actually, it is very comparable. I think his race—you know—he fell away from from Verstappen and Leclerc at the start, didn't he? And there was you know, not one that? moment that looked like he was going
2: to beat Leclerc or even Verstappen. So, and if anything,
0: he was coming under pressure uh, from behind. So, no, fair enough. I will give. I'll give signs a B. Actually, Katie, are you sticking with an A, or are you gonna? Are we going to be convinced <laughs> into agreeing?
1: I am really stuck because I think. Yeah, that he did a good job this weekend and, you know, it's not like he he did well in qualifying. He did okay in the race. But then, yeah, if there's more potential that he thinks he can unlock, then by giving him an A this time might not be reflective if he does a better performance next time. And I can't give him an A star. But I think I'll I'll stick with an A. I'll be nice. I'll be the nice one.
0: No, it's not nice because then we're not agreeing, Katie. God. Okay, fine. But science Sorry. still gets a B fans, because uh, I've moved. And the fans gave oh, Sainz an A. Thanks, fans. So, There you go. Love
1: you. <laughs> uh,
0: Lando Norris. I'm just going to have to say a D.
1: It's difficult because they're in a rubbish car, but...
2: He went for a crazy strategy that didn't work, but I mean, it's difficult to... Reading into his race, so he mm. went for a completely different strategy, and apparently, according to the race on the ground, <laughs> on the ground, um, <laughs> had he uh, obviously outqualified Ricardo quite considerably, um, and beat. Him. I think it's definitely a low C, high D for me, and I know we're not allowed to do that, so I'm going to give him a.
0: C. Okay, I'm gonna give him a C as well. Fair play. <laughs> now, the only reason I want to give yeah. him a C is because I want to give Ricardo a D, and I don't think Ricardo deserves an E. Pardon? So Shut Yeah, up. no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> First innuendo of the year. I
0: didn't say V, um, did I? Anyway, carry on.
1: You said a D, but that's true. Um, so yeah, I think Norris, he did better in qualifying, although Ricardo, you know, has had his troubles. But yeah, C for Norris. But, okay,
0: yeah, C for Norris yeah. uh, and a C from the fans uh, for Lando. And then Danny Rick, I want to give A-D. I
2: will give Daniel Ricciardo a D grade as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to continue with being nice and I'm going to give him a C because of his lack of, lack of testing with COVID and getting over that. And I'll give him benefit of the doubt that he was just recovering from a terrible last week so this is your final warning Danny
2: not a a terrible last yeah just a terrible last week (laughs) 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 I love love (laughs) Danny Rick so much but his his career is is spiraling downhill massively and I hope it changes but
0: same. Because there's only so much more benefit of the doubt I can give yeah. Danny Rick yeah. in terms of And he, um, he
1: finished ahead of Norris. Yeah. I know Norris did have a crap strategy, but little wins.
0: Small <laughs> wins. <laughs>
1: Fourteenth. Yeah. Get
0: in there. Uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, Danny Rick uh, D, and the fans gave him a D as well. Uh, Fernando Alonso. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what we saw of Fernando Alonso. Started uh,
2: finished ninth. Behind hey, Ocon, they- which surprised me.
0: Yeah, actually, mm. no, the only things we did really see of him was him being overtaken by Ocon several times, I think. So mm. I'm going to give Alonso a B. I'm
2: going to give him a... I'm giving him a C. C. Yeah. What? He got beaten by his teammate it. who had a five second penalty. Oh. Um, yeah, pushed somebody Fair. else off yeah. the
1: track. So, yeah, not right. yeah, but no, it was still, you know, there was little still scoring of points. points. I mean, God, Jesus, yeah. He's what does he do? C. You give
0: him a C. C. He's like, like horrible, like, ugh. No, he's,
2: he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. No, all right. Yeah, he's he's the
0: average. Considering as well that okay, two Red fair.
1: Bulls didn't finish, and Gasly, who was he running in the points before he had his problem? I can't. I yeah, can't remember. it was.
0: Yeah. And anyway, um, say about the five second penalty so we had a safety car, so that was kind of nullified.
1: What, what do you I'm mean? I'm still giving him a C. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fact that you were like, oh, Fernando had a. Uh, sorry, no, Ocon 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 had a five, they, Yeah, they, yes, they let, five didn't
1: they let Ocon pass to build a bit of a gap so he would get his five seconds, like he could get a bit of a lead to.
0: L Plan working strong. Although, yeah. I think Fernando Alonso deserves a B for just being a really cooperative teammate. <laughs> um, but you guys are just savage, so no worries. Yeah, okay, just... uh, so uh, fair, fair enough because the fans gave him a C as well. So you're all horrible. Right, next up, Esteban Ocon, B, B, C. Are you kidding? No, he finished seventh.
1: Hmm. But I don't think it's fair to grade him higher when he had a poorer qualifying than his teammate, and also. Punted uh, oh, Schumacher and caused a collision. Little a
0: little Daisy. So
1: it <laughs> turned around very quickly from being I'm being really nice. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah, Ocon finishes seventh. You're like, no. Fair enough. If you want to get, are you you
1: committed to a C. Yeah, because it probably would have been tenth had it have been without the Gasly and Red Bull issues. So yeah.
0: Fair okay. Uh, Ocon got a B from the fans. Uh, nice. Next up, yeah, Gasly, <laughs> uh, who was running on the what sort of outer edges of the points, wasn't he? Before he was like
2: eighth or something, I think. Um,
0: so, eight, so I'm going to give eight. him a give him give him a B. Katie's yep. going to give him an E. I B. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, F.
1: Uh, yeah, B. B is cool. nice.
0: And the fans gave him a B. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, I'm going to give him a B. Yeah, B turned
2: it around. Yeah,
1: With B. An yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. I not I? I can't grade thing. him.
2: I it's hard to it, yeah, he still worries me in qualifying that he was mm. miles off the pace. But if you make up in the race,
0: yeah, it doesn't matter, get, does it?
2: You get a you get a free pass of yeah. forgiveness.
0: <laughs> Even from you, the biggest Sonoda fan yeah. love it.
2: I am what I am worried.
0: I, I think I said I am what I am. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, next up, Nico Hülkenberg, Hülkenberg. I mean, Ooh. it wasn't great, was it, from Hulk? Gonna give nah. him a, a bit see. of leeway. Yeah, he outqualified Stroll yeah, he and out-qualified then, stroll. And then That's
2: the race.
0: He just was, meh. Yeah, yeah, he did outqualify Stroll, but I think that was just Lance being horrific. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, you know, we have to, it's almost comparable to K Mag rocking up and getting P5, but Hulkenberg was just. Nowhere. I mean, he finished seventeenth behind Latifi and the Williams. So, Lance Stroll finished twelfth in the end in the Aston Martin. So, I'm going to give him a d uh, c c c because he's just yeah. he's just rocked up into Formula One.
1: Yeah, I think a C's no considering, considering either, he... Did he no, he no, got he like didn't. two minutes notice.
0: So, C. Good stuff. Um, of course, K. did have a little bit of testing, didn't he, in Bahrain? Yeah. Uh, yeah so, fans gave Holkenberg a C as well. Lance Stroll, he finished P12. Had a horrendous qualifying that Aston Martin is a dog. C. C. Yes,
1: yeah, C.
0: And the fans gave Stroll a D. Uh, Latifi. I mean, just horrendous. I mean, lost to Albon. <laughs> lost to Albon in his first race. It's got to be a D. He
2: got absolutely tranced by him. I know like people make such huge things over the, the first race and one moment, but when obviously Alex outqualified Latifi, people were like, oh okay. 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 Because I think you you suggested it in you know like that looks great for Alban if he essentially does what George Russell does and George Russell has been promoted to Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It looks great for Alban and it's fair to say he did that in the first race. Um B or
0: A, B Wait, we're talking about Latifi. <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: sorry. I was like, I was, whoa. I scrolled okay. down to Alban, and then good? my
0: brain was just... Sorry, Latifi gets actually, an I'm E. Actually, I'm going to get an E, e. actually. Yeah, 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 I'm going E. I, I said D and I was like, no, that's well too nice. E, E for Latifi. Uh, the fans gave him a D. Lateef Alex e. Alban. now, Tommy. Uh, sorry, I'm going to yes. give him a, a B. Yeah, a B.
1: Yeah, welcome back, Alex. <laughs> well done.
0: <laughs> Is your grade a B? <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah,
0: B. <laughs> uh, and the fans gave him a B as well. Valtteri Bottas qualified P six, dropped to fourteenth at the end of lap one, and then finished P six at the end. Which is, uh, what a topsy turvy race that was! That's uh, Bottas. Uh, yeah, good lad. I don't, you know, had a bad start, but that's a solid. That's a that's a solid A from from me.
2: I got flashbacks actually, but from <laughs> last year that Bottas great in qualified. In fact, it was actually mm. Bottas and Perez both kind of plummeted at the start and it was like are we still in 2021 and then obviously bought it back and we're, we're good but yeah Bottas, and a be interesting to see what he can do actually with uh i was actually surprised that he where he finished because he seemed to kind of i know a lot of people are tired at the end but he dropped down and then he was racing Yu joe a lot of the time joe Yu, sorry um <laughs> and uh yeah it was like he just then suddenly appeared and it was like oh Bottas was like, where, where was he? Sixth, Sixth yeah. it's just yeah. like what? Sixth uh, It's kind of In a an shock. alpha. Yeah. Eight.
1: What? Yeah, Ace. Oh, Ace. Sorry, eight. Whoa, whoa, steady, <laughs> whoa. steady. Yeah, but uh, very good.
2: I think if he uh, hadn't messed up the start, I oh, genuinely so would consider for an a-, yeah. a. I think an A star might have even been on the cards if he hadn't messed up the start. But like, Bottas
0: could have won the race. Who knows? It would have been
2: a uh, K mag, I guess. You could probably argue if he
0: hadn't. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fans gave Bottas an A as well. Uh, Show Guan Yu. I'm going to give him an A. It's his first race. Yeah. Yeah,
2: an A. Well.
1: Decent. <laughs> Proved a lot of people wrong.
0: Well
2: done. Um, yeah, I thought he drove a, a solid race. It, he wasn't obviously like incredible, but he's a rookie and he's come in with a lot of pressure at the end of the day. Like people just thought he was, you know, uh, Mazepin levels of bad. And he's shown that he's actually a solid, decent driver. He's the and first he Chinese him.
0: driver ever, isn't he, in Formula One? Is that right? He is. First, so that's, first that's Chinese literally driver to start race. Literally the entirety in of China on your shoulders, that's
2: first Chinese driver to score a point and wherever he finishes next race, he'll be the first Chinese driver to finish. <laughs> so we
1: just make but this yeah. into an ongoing meme. First Chinese driver to finish 10th, first Chinese
2: yeah. driver <laughs> to finish. I just want to shout out him as well on, on social media because it, it's so refreshing to see if anyone's seen his tweets and stuff, it almost goes back to like old school Twitter where like, people don't have a PR person and all his tweets are just like, oh my God, I got into Q2. I'm buzzing. Oh my God. I'm really happy. It just seems like a proper, like humble, nice guy. And uh, I'm loving his tweets. They're awesome.
0: Cool. So an A star -star. for his tweets. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A for Joe and uh, sorry. Yeah. Joe and uh, an A from the fans as well. Uh, Kevin Magnuson, A star moving on. A star easy. Yeah. Fans gave him an A star as well. And Mick Schumacher. We're going to give him a B.
1: Yeah, so close to points. So, he was on worn, once again... worn
0: soft tyres, I think, at the end. Which yeah, I thought I way.
2: was going to go for a C, but then I realised that he um, he was on the worn tyres at the end and was a sitting duck, because he was probably going to get some points, maybe. No, well, he was 10 for the safety
0: car restart. and Yeah, uh...
2: and then just dropped back. But, yeah, I'm interested to see how the next race goes, because... Uh, I know we mentioned that it's obviously good to have K Mag as a a buffer, but I also worry that K Mag could potentially derail him. his entire yeah. career. So
0: it's concerning. We'll see. It is concerning. the uh, The difference in performance between the two was was quite substantial. Uh, so Mick Schumacher is going to have to learn from him and build upon it um, yeah, very quickly. Cool. Uh, Mick Schumacher got a B from the fans as well. Right, let's go to the Bahrain Grand Prix predictions. Ferrari win. Yes. <laughs> Has no points, no. So that's one point for me. I'm glad that the has one came true. So it didn't come true from my side. So one point for me, Katie.
1: I was going to skip over mine very quickly because I made them really well off top my head. Well, we all did actually.
0: To be fair, to be honest with you, (laughs)
1: Latifi head of Alban. No, and Carlos Science doesn't make Q three. Thank you. Next. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, Thomas is great uh, as well.
2: Yeah, Hamilton. I should have just gone for the Hamilton podium thing, shouldn't I? That would have been funnier. But yeah, Hamilton wins, which
0: he didn't. And both McLarens, DNFs. I mean, well, they, may they as might well as have. well have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, McLaren fans. Uh, then we've got some fan predictions. Ricardo 41, seven constructors in the top 10. No. I think you just
1: missed out. One, six. two,
0: three, six. four, five, six. Yes, six Oof. and front, uh, Mason the Messiah. Front wings will fall off due to the bouncing. Nope, Lev's F1 debut points scorer. Yes, yes, uh, show good, new. New. good stuff. Saudi Grand Prix predictions I've gone for uh, Mercedes another podium and Red Bull fall further behind Ferrari.
1: <laughs> nice and vague <big.
0: laughs> More <Your> Ferrari like <laughs> hype is
2: like a roller coaster. I love Wait, it. why? just just in the like you started off on like ferrari the best they're going to win the title guaranteed then in the Uh-oh. middle you're like i remember that ferrari have had uh, some struggles. yeah and then at the end but of the podcast it'll be fine like red Bull. will be fine be this week terrible
0: and ferrari will <laughs> own them again yeah, i look funny. i mean i'm enjoying this show i'm term, enjoying it it's funny and uh, yeah there you go there's my two
1: i have said a red flag
0: right when and- when
1: during think, between Friday and Sunday. Really? Oh,
0: no, you can't have that. You've got to pick a race.
1: And- <laughs> <laughs> um, red flag
0: throughout at some point in the season there will be a red flag. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's my prediction. Your two predictions you are
0: horrendous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I went for crazy ones and they didn't pay off. And I want to win. So Where is red um, flag happening? Yeah, This Okay, is red definitely... flag will be on the in the race. Okay. Okay. And then porpoising really bad right Somebody So can... how do we measure that
0: oh that looks really bad like well, what, <laughs> yeah. what do we what do we do how many uh, well, I just, per second
1: mm, <laughs> Well, it's a very high speed track yeah it's high speed track so i think
0: okay visibly worse than bahrain is that what you're saying
1: yeah
0: okay And it'd be like a big talking point and and myself and yeah. tommy can be the well, we can of yeah we'll judge based on oh well
1: the, that means i'm not gonna narrative. get any points can, the... <laughs> can we ask the <laughs> no. fans because they're nice
2: <laughs> okay tommy yeah. Uh, Mick Schumacher gets his first points, and Ricardo out in Q1 again. Well, brilliant! Yeah, why don't don't forget, he runs the now, streets,
1: man. Tommy. Apparently, huh? Ricardo. Apparently, he runs the streets, and this is a street circuit, so.
0: hope he doesn't have Q Q1 for his sake. And the three fan predictions, Timo 29202683. Red Bull will have another double DNF. If that happens, Tommy will not be on the podcast. Uh, (laughs) Underscore Scott Elder, zero points for any Mercedes customer team. I don't know if you can hear the drilling just started, (laughs) but anyway. Why do you start now? Uh, Yuri underscore 1996, back-to-back victory for Leclerc. Yes, Yuri, you are my burner account. (laughs) I was going to let you guys talk, but the drilling, I think, has stopped. Anyway, um, actually thanks to Laura Barrera, who sent the results in, and it turns out that Katie was the winner of the predictions last year by one point. So it was Katie uh, with 16, me with 15, Tommy with 11, because he's just rubbish, and uh, the fans also got 11. I mean, that's bad. For the are fans. you calling and the fans rubbish then, as, to be as fair, well? To be fair, to be fair Tommy be is worse. the one that picks the fans once. So, to, so the, yeah, the fans, you can tell because we've
2: got 11.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need
2: to be more um, like you guys and just do uh, well, I've kind of done that this week. To be honest, I've, I've changed I my I need to tank. be more
0: like you guys. What do you well, mean?
2: Like, well, Saudi Arabia will have a red flag. Uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> the same results as last time. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see.
0: We 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 will, we will see. Ne- next prediction: there will be a green light at the end of the pit lane. <laughs> Love there it. There will be a car. There won't track. somehow. I yeah. yeah. any points. So, Tommy, final thoughts.
2: Final thoughts are. <laughs> Never mm. fails to entertain. No, me. I, I genuinely forgot that was a thing as well. Why do I forget every time we've done it so many times? Uh, my final thoughts are: I really enjoyed that race, despite the result, and um, we will see if that is still the case. If it's another <laughs> double Red Bull DNF
0: <laughs> in Saudi, uh, when I will be crying into the cake. Oh yeah, we love to see it. We don't love to see Red Bull double DNFs, but we love to see Tommy's pain. Katie, I <laughs> know oh, I don't. It's all Banner. It's all Banner, Tommy. Love you, really. <laughs> Charlotte Clare,
1: um, really. I'm going to go for another vague one and just say I'm just so happy F1 is back. We've done this podcast. I've had a smile on my face. for Most of the time I do suffer from resting bitch face. So, you know, sometimes I might just wander off and be like, mm. but generally I'm just so happy to have F1 back in my life and yeah, to be able to share it with everybody watching and listening.
0: Good stuff. Well, my final thoughts are Charles Leclerc world champions. So thank you everybody for entering the Charles Leclerc era. The Ferrari one, two hype is well, and truly sending me straight to well, we're in race week already. Again, once again, it's still drilling, go away. You're clearly a Red Bull fan that's doing that drilling. Um, they're not I've, happy at all. I've got one more final thought. Go
2: on. You're going to be in a Ferrari hype train t-shirt on the next podcast.
0: Good idea to say that. Cause I forgot <laughs> to mention it. We are releasing some Ferrari hype train merch. I will be in it if they send it to me, if they, if our company sends me (laughs) one uh, by the time uh, Sunday comes around again, I will be wearing it as soon as possible and be sleeping in it probably as well. So sign (laughs) me up. Can't wait for that. Uh, It'll be on the WTF1 store. Link in the description. Check it out. Hype Train t-shirt. Boomtown. Thank you to Team WTF1 for watching live. Great to have you here as always and Katie Tommy thank you so much <laughs> Katie just punched her microphone <laughs> thank you everybody for watching and listening as always we've got lots more content to come so please subscribe if you're new five stars if you are loving life or thumbs up if you're on YouTube or whatever give us the, the million out of ten Ferrari are here love it get in there see you soon bye 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 you're really making me want to have a double DNF
2: next race <laughs>